Hey ho, this is Ro. And this is Joe. And we discuss the gray area, the black and white thing. Today's episode is a freestyle. We're making, yes, we're making some corrections and just talking conversation. Talking and conversating is the same thing. Uh, right. My bad. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> Rose bad. We're just going to discuss whatever whatever comes up comes out. Right. right? Right. What you got, Joe? Well, you had some corrections you wanted to make. You start. Yes. Let me make you these first. corrections. First and foremost, on our last podcast, I made some big boo-boos. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned Keanu Reeves um, in reference to whitewashing movies, and I think I even said something about him playing <laughs> playing a karate person or a samurai, when in all actuality, Keanu Reeves is half Asian, so he could do as he damn well pleases in that right. What I, I should have mentioned, Matt Damon playing in The Great Wall, and he was like a samurai in that movie. Or Scarlett Johansson playing uh, in the movie Ghost in the Shell. She was also Asian. She played an Asian in that movie. Jake Gyllenhaal. Was she supposed to be Asian in that movie? I think so. Hated that movie. Did you see it? I I got bits and pieces. Those are that was a movie like that's a good fall asleep movie. Like that movie is anime. That's it an is. anime it movie. Is. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you don't like anime, you won't appreciate that movie. But that had very, very reviews even from anime lovers. I, I, that movie, I went to the theater. And oh, you I spent was money to see that? I didn't spend the money, but <laughs> I was ready to go. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is another one uh, in Prince of Persia. So he's like the whitest white guy playing the Prince of Persia. I've never seen that movie. Yeah. Also, I mentioned Tim Story. That was a mistake saying that he was a social scientist um, and an ally for the black community. He's actually a black producer, film writer. But who was the guy you thought? Tim Wise. Tim Wise. Yes. And he has a book called White Like Me. So I want to make that, put that out there. Is he white? He is a white guy. Yeah. So he's like, he speaks on the same lines as Robin D'Angelo, D'Angelo, uh, Deconstructing the construct of white supremacy and white privilege. Okay. Yeah. Also, we did a podcast on colorism, and I think I asked, or you asked, one of us said something about where did colorism begin or how did it begin? And my daughter sent me a text message, and she said, Mom, it began with colonization, which makes very good sense. So you got, you know, the- And when did that start? Well, actually- I looked that up. Let us see. Between the 1870s and 1900, Africa faced European imperialist aggression, diplomatic pressures, military invasions, and eventual conquest and colonization. And you know, Africa, they even changed the the way they spell Africa. Really? I think the original way they spelled Africa was A-F-R-A-K-A-H. Oh. And the way that the the two parts meant something different than with it being A-F-R-I-C-A. Wow. I'll have to take a picture of it. I just read it in the book this morning. Cool. The more so you that know. that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I know. guess I'm thinking this is a long, 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 long time ago. Long time ago, right. right. So just wanted to make some corrections there in misspeaking 
it's always difficult for me to uh, articulate myself on that. This is this is stressful when we're not doing it freestyle and we're referring to notes and some right. It's different. Yeah, sometimes we don't have the right notes or we want to say something because you think you remember and yeah, your brain's not there yet. Well, look at me. I had the whole Margaret. Sanger. I still, I subconsciously want to say Sanders. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I had that written down and I still said it wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. We're a work in progress. Exactly. You know, we're not journalists or. You keep saying that, that we're not PhDs and we're not scholars and we're not journalists, which is, it's true, but yeah. we're still smart bitches. I'm not saying we're stupid. I'm just saying journalists, they practice that. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're practicing what, 14 times now? Oh, is this 14? We didn't do like 14 times prior to recording. We just started to record. That's true. But so, really, is this 14? This will be the 14th one, yeah. High five. And then on top of the YouTube videos, that'll be like, we did three YouTube videos. Get the fuck right. up. I'm proud yeah. of you. I'm proud of you. Preach, proud of preach, us. preach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone asked you why you're doing it yet? No, nobody cares. Right. I, I mean, feel- I had a couple people ask me why, but. Um, and what was your response? Just because it's something that, you know, that we do for ourselves that. We enjoy doing, and it's kind of like making a difference. We we hope to make some kind of a difference. Yes, it's something positive, constructive to do. That's possibly can make a difference. Yes, and it only takes one step and one person to right. truly make a difference and believe that you can. You know, I I think that we can. And I think some, because some people are like, oh, you you know, you don't have that many views or blah, blah, blah. How's it going? And I feel like they expect me to say, oh, it's great. We have 10 million followers. But if we were in it for fame, it, we wouldn't be talking about racism. Exactly. That's basically what I remind them of. I was like, well, yeah, this isn't, you know, we didn't get into this for Fame, overnight fa- Overnight fame and stardom, because obviously this is a touchy t- subject that no one wants to talk about. That's why we are still where we're at in 2019. So uh, I always have to remind people of that. It, yes. And myself, because sometimes I even, you know, I went through my little... Yeah, where you get discouraged. Discouraged, and, and sometimes I like wake up in the middle of the night like, why, you know, do they, do people think I'm stupid? Do they think I'm crazy? Like, why am I doing this? But then that's just, you know, middle of the night thoughts. Then you wake up and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do you do that? Wake I, up with like 10,000 racing thoughts? I do. But sometimes they're really uh, deep and like profound. And I'll grab my phone and start typing notes. And I'll read back. Like I'll read back what I typed the next day because it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking, why the hell am I thinking this shit? But it sounds good to me, oh, so no. I'll I'll type it in my notes and then look back at it in the morning and be like, "Well, shit! The universe was speaking through me in the morning." Oh no! If I wrote mine down, it would be like <laughs> spatterings of the Unabomber or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> I have like I just think of everything like, but it's all my personal life. Like, should I have? What, what? if I had? Mm-hmm. Where to go next, blah, blah, blah. Just like 10,000 sticky notes. I get it. You know what I mean? It's not, never no intellectual romantic thoughts. It's all 
stress. Yeah, I don't know why that happens to me. Well, I'm looking forward to hypnotherapy, so hopefully that'll help clear that all up. All right. Mm-hmm. I want to see the results of your hypnotherapy. I've I've wanted to do that for a long time, for several years, mm-hmm. but something kind of keeps me away. I don't know what, but since I know you and I know that you're going to do it, I'll be I'm eager and anxious to see the right. outcome of what happens with you. That's right. good. That's good. I'm looking forward. Yeah, to that. I'm one of those chicks that used to believe in astrology really deep and call the psychic and. You know, they're just an, another motherfucker. You know, you can't tap into me like that. And really, it's just about what I believe and how I'm thinking about a situation that makes it be what it is. It's not what somebody tells me. But a lot of people believe in that. Like, they will call someone, spend their money for them to give them information. And it's generally, it's always generalized. It's never anything specific. I've never had, actually... Well, I do believe there's psychics psychics out there. And I do, because I believe in spirits and ghosts and stuff, but I, for not as many as people claim, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, if there's 10,000 psychics in front of me, I might think maybe one or two there really are true psychics. The other ones are full of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everything is a business. But just to go back, my experience with, a, I would call her a psychic. I was pregnant um, with my third child. I mean, and I was super, I was big and I was at work mm-hmm. and I was helping this lady and she just said to me, you're going to be just fine. And it came out of the blue, like I was doing something for her. And I said, excuse me. She said, oh, you're going to be great. I said, thank you. <laughs> and she said, your baby's going to be fine too. That made me take like... She had my attention at that point because I had just learned that my baby only had one kidney and they found it on, you know, ultrasound or whatever. And I was really concerned about it. And I was like, what do you mean? She said, I think you got some news about your baby. And I swear to God, I like to drop whatever I had because this came out of nowhere. That's scary. But that, yes. But you know what? She gave me good news. Right. And my baby is fine. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, hey. Hmm. Well, that's why. And that's another reason I never wanted to go to a psychic. Because I'm an overthinker. So if I go to a psychic and they say one thing I don't want to hear. You're yeah. going it, to. I'm going to feed on it forever. And it'll then take, it'll come true. because right, you're, you're, Yeah. Right. So I never. I just don't trust them. I don't think you're meant to know. I mean, because if we were, I don't know. I'm a We'd dreamer. Be all turned though. around. I'm a dreamer. I'm one of those people. I'll have. Yeah, but you're dreaming your own. No. When I first moved here to Georgia, maybe a month in, I had this dream. And I know the difference. It was a vision. I have dreams, mm-hmm. which mean absolutely nothing. And then I have what I call visions. And those visions are very faint mm-hmm. when I'm experiencing them, but I'm in a deep sleep. So I had this vision of a bad, bad storm. There was water and trees everywhere. And it was, there were people yelling and screaming. And two days later, there was this horrific tornado storm that happened in Alabama. I dreamed it. It was a vision. I've done that my entire life. It's Hmm. really scary. Right. But it happens often. And sometimes I don't like to tell people. Right. I just... I know what's coming. Hmm. Yeah, that's see, that's scary. I'm glad I'm. 
Uh, yeah, they, they would. That would give me even more stress. And it does stress you out. Yeah, I believe it. It stress you out. I mean, I can feel like I feed off people's energy. That can be exhausting, but it's not. I don't have visions. That's the only thing I can say is I can feed off energy. Like I can feel mm-hmm. like vibes and stuff. I think that's why we connected. I'm one of those people too. I can tell right away. Right. Like where your energy level is. Yeah. You can like, feel it and yeah. you're like, eh. uh-huh. And it can be exhausting. Like you yes. can be with someone and by the end of the day, you're like exhausted. <laughs> Do you know what drained. I mean? Drained. Drained. Yeah. Energy drained. Right. I'm trying to think if I have any corrections. I know that I did. Do you remember? I don't. I don't. Other than the Margaret Sanders. Well, yesterday I corrected the Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you're pretty well spot on with it. You're a good conversationalist. You make great points and you just get it out. Me, I'm the one that I'm thinking and trying to speak. If I think and speak at the same time, it all comes out wrong. If I just feel You flow, articulate great. No, I articulate great. Mm-hmm. But there are often times when I listen, when we're editing, and I listen back and I think, fuck, that's the word I wanted to use there. Like if I stumble over myself, like when I said about Keanu Reeves, a karate, and then I thought, a fucking samurai. You know, right. so if I slow down, it's, but we're not able too. to do I that. I stutter. I repeat myself. I never realized how much I repeat myself, but I, I do, I tend to do that in conversation too. Like I repeat myself and I ramble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you when you hear yourself recorded, you're like, wow. Exactly. Yeah. When you we pick first up all start, those idiosyncrasies like shit and then how i always interrupt you oh i hate it when i listen to that i'm like oh my god it's so rude or when we say right right (laughs) see you just said it i know that's the best word though i kind of it is it It is it's good it's good i hate when you get a right in a text though sometimes it's like right Right. (laughs) what (laughs) my bad So I'm reading this book. I said that Mm. in uh, a YouTube video. And I, interestingly, we came across this book um, on Twitter, an atheist. She's an atheist from Canada. And she tweeted out this book. And I was like, oh, my God, this is what I've been thinking for so long. But Mm -hmm. you can't, you cannot go against the masses when they believe that it is what it is. And not many people, but there are those who understand that the religious construct and the whole Christianity thing, all religion, is developed to keep people in place, you know, to to keep the masses in check. And this book, The Religious Instruction of the Negroes in the United States, Wow. Oh, man. When my daughter started to first learn about all of this, she used to always be like, religion isn't for black people. It wasn't meant for us. It was meant to separate. And she used to go on and she would get very like, she's calmed down now with it because, but I used to just have to explain to her, some people, even if they are very, you know, caught up in religion and go to church, I mean, like when we said this in podcasts, if that's what they have to do to get by, to be positive, to 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 stay in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's- you know, because, you know, but I do, I am right there now. Like, 
when you learn so much and you read, it is kind of a construct. It, it is. All religion, not just Christianity, all of it's kind of like a construct that ends, that ultimately separates. But I think like Christian and Baptists and they're pretty, they're pretty popular at, and Catholic. It's very separated. Not only is it separated. And you meet so many it's so much hypocrisy that inside that the is church. Exactly where I was going. That the hypocrisy is yeah. disgusting. It is. Disgusting. This book is disgusting. Well, it's sad. Just, just to it's read a unbelievable. Little, just to read just a little snippet. It may be pleaded that the Negroes are grown persons when they come over. That means coming over to the United States. And that having been accustomed to the pagan rites and idolatries of their own country, they are prejudiced against all other religions and more particularly against the Christian as forbidding all that litigiousness, which is usually practiced among the heathens. What's litigiousness? That's like, it's lustful, being lustful. Mm. So here we go again with the black people. But what got me about this passage right here? is where it says that having been accustomed to the pagan rites and idolatries of their own country, who gives you the right to say that what they were practicing in Africa was pagan and idolatrous? Right. You cannot make Christianity be the end-all, be-all of any fucking thing. Who says you're right? And right. why were they wrong? Because you said you're right? Oh, I got so pissed off at this passage. Right. Oh, oh, my goodness I can imagine gracious. that's not... The, what, you're five pages in? Oh, uh, no, this is... That was my 12th page. Okay, 12, yeah, 12 pages, pages out of how many? In, and I'm like... How many pages are in this book? This book is 100 and... About 190 pages long. What was the year of this public... Like, when was this originally written? Originally published... Pub, Published, there I go, um, in 1842 by Charles Colcock Jones. Wow. Oh, Charlie boy. Oh, is a Charlie boy. The Religious Instruction of the Negroes in the United States. Just the title alone. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Religious. White men. I, you know, I, I'm not a hateful person, and we don't do this podcast to spread hate at all, no, but know. it's so very difficult not to get angry at the construct and the fact that it's just, it is what it is and it continues to be what it is and no one, no one recognizes what it is. It's not being addressed. We talked about symptomatic was the, our last podcast and how post-traumatic Ah, that's another. There you go. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, post traumatic slave syndrome. Yeah, and we were saying disorder, but I swear the very first video you sent me did say disorder. I don't know, but I can't. I can't find the original text because I tried to look. But the YouTube videos that we posted did say post traumatic slave syndrome, Mm -hmm. not Not disorder. disorder. But she related it to PTSD. So we. So we. It goes so smoothly Hand either in way. Hand. Right. right. <laughs> so that's a correction. But it all plays a part. It all stems from shit like that. Yes. Yes. And why is it that white men feel the need to have dominion over everything? That That's... Years of privilege. A lot more people are recognizing it, though. Are they really? Well, people are going crazy with the abortion stuff. Um... 
I do sometimes wonder the things that people go crazy about, the wrong things sometimes. It's example. Just give me one where you're like, where your common sense says, no, nah, what the well, fuck Well, like wrong? everybody goes crazy about these abortions, but no one goes crazy about the police killing innocent people or how many people are sitting in jail innocent or on death row innocent. Like no one cares about that stuff. But as, I mean- but as soon as like some whim, some woman's right thing or just certain things like. Because like you said before, although, you know, there's this ban on abortions, you can go and get a morning after pill. You can buy that over the counter. All you need is your ID. Yeah, because I think it was Offset said that they're making it um, if it's. What did, what did he say about a rapist forcing a woman to have a rapist's baby? This is modern day slavery. Yeah. But really, if you get raped and you go to the hospital and get a rape kit, you will get the morning after pill. So, but I guess not all women go straight to it. And I'm not by any means because nowadays you, you it's so, you got to be so careful. I don't want anyone to think that I'm anti-abortion. Right. Like, I don't agree with it at all. But what I'm saying is there's so many things that for so many years that that people don't really throw fits about, but just sometimes they throw fits about stuff that I just don't. I get it. Like, I don't, I don't think you should be able to have an abortion at eight months pregnant. How many children are in foster care right now? How many children are hungry right now? How many children are being abused right now? Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about the black and white of things and racism and how many black children, how many Latino children right now are being separated from their parents about this whole fucking illegal alien border? You know, so you, you want us to have these babies to do what with them? Just fucking mistreat them? So what's the lesser of two evils? It's all crazy. And it, you're it right. It is crazy. Putting it, it in context, we get angry over Sometimes like, the right. wrong thing. And like people like were over like the Notre Dame, right? what they what people were willing to give money on. Like people are going to cr- over in different countries doing all these things for people in different countries, but they don't do things for their own people here in the United States. I just saw I mean how look how many kids I mean, even in Gwinnett in the summertime, most well, I think the statistic was like eighty percent of kids in the summertime don't even have lunch won't eat lunch. Because their parents can't afford to keep food and enough so food. they're not in school, and so they will, wow. Well, so yeah, like so, and Gwinnett's a pretty decent. I mean, yeah, it's considered. It's a. It's not a poor county. Right. It's not a county that you know has a lot of poverty. So to think that in a regular, that's sad. It is sad. So there's so much going on here, but it, but every then everybody throws fits about immigrants and this wall. Well, how are we treating our own people right here exactly. in America? How are we treating even even if immigrants live here? We we how are we treating them here? Who cares about? I mean, it's not it's not right the whole imprison of the immigrants and all that stuff, right? But I don't know. It's just like the focus is just always seems messed up. And people can make a difference. A lot of people always say, "Well." You know, I, I there's nothing I can do. But you know what? You can. You can vote in the right constituent. You can vote in the person who has the same moral values as you, who you think will really... Like Trayvon Martin's mom, she's now going for some, you know, office. She's going to make a difference because she her. lost a son. You know, so you want to vote in those constituents who 
you know have had right. it as bad as you, and they really want to see change. So you can make a difference. We can make a difference. Right. And I'm bad because I don't vote because I really am anti-government. <laughs> that wasn't a personal attack. No, no, I know. But I'm just admitting I am anti-government. Like I can't stand, I can't stand, I don't trust anybody in government pretty much. So, I mean, I don't vote. Maybe I should. I mean, there's, and there's other ways to make differences than just voting. Yes, too. there is. So, there just is. clearing that up. For me. <laughs> but sometimes I do feel bad. Like, sometimes I'll probably be like, I should probably vote more. But, but there are a lot of people who don't vote, especially for judges and DAs. I mean, there we go. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, they're, they're, the, the they're the ones. They're sending, they're, they're really doing some crooked shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And I'm not anti-police. I'm like anti-corruption. That's the thing. I, yeah. I, I feel, I'm glad you said that because it feels like when we're doing this, a lot of times we're against. Right. You know, and, and no, I want the protect and serve, but I don't want the corruption that comes along with it because right. I pay your fucking salary. So fucking protect and serve me. Don't come to my car. Oh my gosh. Just had an experience today, and mm-hmm. I talked to you about this before we came on. Right. My husband and I are coming back from wherever we're coming back from. The cop car's in the far right lane. We're where we are, and he doesn't use his turn signal, right. gets right in front of my husband, goes over to the left turn lane. How many people San, did Sandra Bland got killed for not failure to use her right. signal? But here we are. So that's the corruption, and it's there. They're above the law. So why the fuck right. even have a law if there are people who can be above the law? Right, exactly. They get a power trip. Yeah. They get a power trip. So we are not anti-cop. I like that you said that. We're no. anti-corruption. Right, just if you're going to be a cop. Well, first of all, I truly believe cops should have to be of a certain height. <laughs> and I know people have always laughed at me, but I, I, I think that it's true. And I can't help myself. I just think that has... How many cops do you know that are tall? I don't know. Have you ever been pulled over by a a tall cop? I don't know. I never pay attention to that. I don't know. Well, they're all pretty much eye level when you're sitting in the car. Oh my gosh. There's a <laughs> psychological thing with being short. I um, really think you could be they right. get like But not all not only that, you know, the rigors that you have to go through is there psychological testing and you know what's the... Um, Obviously, it's not working. Right, right, Obviously, right. whatever they've been doing, police officers... They have not been doing it right. ...should be vetted as much as the motherfucking... And you know what? I don't even know because, hell, Donald Trump is the president, so we're just living in fucking la-la land right now, literally. Right. Uh, Do they get mental tests for presidency? No, I'm just saying... I don't. I have no idea. I don't think so, do they? The know. only requirements are... What, a college degree and you're born in America? But does Donald Trump have a college degree? Um, probably. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I could be wrong. So Google don't... it. <laughs> Google it. What college? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I forget what the... We should know that, I guess. It's Does Does Donald Trump have a law degree? Shit, all he, we just need to know if he has a bachelor's in anything. No, not Donald Trump Jr., Google's taking me to Donald Trump Jr. Oh, uh, shoot. 
We just want to know if he has a college degree. And you know what? What difference does it make? Because college educated people are sometimes the most dare well, I say stupid people that are too smart don't have no common sense. Exactly. And I think that's what the world mostly lacks is common sense. There's never a middle ground. Everything's either one way or the other way. I can't tell. The Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania is the business school of the University of Pennsylvania, a private Ivy League university in Philadelphia. So is that where he went? I'm not surprised because like I, like you just said, college educated does not mean common sense. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Those people that are too... Well, most of those crazy people... The crazier, they usually all have a really high IQ. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the smarter people are, they're nutty. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, oh, my goodness. So I don't know. I don't know either. They lose, they lack empathy. Which is necessary. Well, the world is filled with a bunch of narcissists. And narcissism, woo. Seriously, heavy. like there's a statistic that I read somewhere, like it's... Like uh, six out of ten people are narcissistic. That's scary. I mean, how many people post pictures of themselves three, four times a day? Sometimes I wonder if I'm narcissistic um, to a degree because I don't mind being honest about myself. And sometimes in certain situations, I wonder, am I making this about me? Is, you know, am I being selfish? Am I not looking at the big picture? I often wonder that about myself because my mother is narcissistic. She, yeah. And we talked about the traits that are passed down and normalized. And in some situations in my marriage, sometimes I think, is my argument really valid or am I just being a bitch and narcissistic and whiny and, you know. And yeah, I might have some too, but we all might have a little bit, but. True. I mean, there's some crazy, like, it, being a narcissist includes being manipulative. I don't see you as no. I'm not. I'm not a manip- No, I'm not a manipulator. I just right. I just let it be what it is. Honestly, yeah. Narcissists usually are manipulative. They use people, and I don't do that. Yeah, no. there's a lot to being a narcissist, but yeah, right. I don't know what else we freestyling about today. Well, the video was fun yesterday. The video I had, was. I had a good time. Amazing. With that. It was a little harder at first to get started. I was very. I was like really overthinking. Like, what am I going to say? But it ended up coming. It, it came coming together along, great. Yeah. I hated the way I looked in the wig. I am definitely. I like the wig. I did not. Like if it at that all. was like a darker collar wig, I think it would have looked. The style was cute. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I could pull off short hair, but I, you that, look amazing that with big, short that hair. That big curly poof right here it was annoying. As oh, it was so annoying. Oh my eye! I hated that. Oh, I kept feeling gracious. like I had to get it out get of my it. eye. Well, that's how I felt about the bangs in the front of that wig. Although right. I like my bang, that wig, boy, I don't know. Yeah, the wigs are. I don't know how girls do it. They are hot and heavy. Yes. And them earrings, my ears are so sore. I got little balls in my ears this morning. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, my God, they were $1.99 at the beauty supply <laughs> store. But still, one time, I would have had them on my ears for, what, two hours? Yes. And they and I got balls in my ears. Shit. This shit hurts. Man. Tore my ears up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Shelby. Chard- Chardonnay got on that bus, went back to Philly. <laughs> Oh, oh where's Shelby's at? Shelby's at the beach, her family vacation. <laughs> right. The beach house. It's 
school, bitch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we, I need a beach vacation. So do I. Good gracious. Uh, it's coming. Oh. So I do have a big picture thought this week. Yeah, Are we sure. ready to um Yeah, I'm ready. I don't think I have much else. No. Other than I do want us to talk about Linda Taylor. That's another po- oh, That's another week we gotta talk gosh. about that. Linda Taylor. Platinum Punani Linda. <laughs> Welfare Queen. <laughs> All right. So what's your big picture thought? My big picture thought always comes when I'm having a conversation or something, or that two o'clock in the morning. So my big picture thought is understanding your power is imperative. A lot of us are guilty of speaking powerful words to others when they need uplifting. You know, those sayings, you got to, you know, win, 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 don't give up. You know, God's got you. God wouldn't put anything on you that you can't bear. Trust the process. You're never alone. Right, right, right. I had someone say that to me one time and it made me actually want to be violent. (laughs) <laughs> you're yeah. never remember Natalie remember you're never alone oh, I was like you, and know, you what? know what right now is not the time to say that to me I'll tell you uh, something else that people should be mindful of is when I lost my son people said to me oh but he's in a better place he's not suffering anymore I don't want to hear that shit I just lost my son I'd right. rather go visit him in the hospital than to not be able to see him at all so I don't know that people should say that it, it it was very hurtful and it felt like um no. I'm guilty. And I think I'm I've guilty of saying that, that too. too, but I didn't understand it. But now that I'm on that side mm-hmm. of that phrase, on the other side, I'm like, oh no, that's not the right shit to say. I I guess nothing. There's nothing you can say with that. But. Yeah, but we're you know preachers. They get up there in the pulpit and they preach the shit, the the word quote unquote. I'm using quotey fingers here. Um, but how many of us are actually practicing what we preach? You know, mm-hmm. we can all say a lot of positive shit, but how many of us are actually implementing ourselves in our own lives that shit that we're speaking, merely speaking the words because you heard them before and they sound good. That's not how you help people. Actualizing your power and knowing and showing how to use that power, that's how you truly change situations and circumstances. And I thought about this, you know, when I say power, I'm I mean I go back to this, when a song is stuck in your head and it just keeps playing over and over and over again and you get in your car and that same song is playing on the radio. Most people will say that's a coincidence, but what that actually is, is the power of desire and the thought, Mm -hmm. the permeating thought in your head. That's your power. You made that song. It wasn't a coincidence that it just happened to be playing because that shit. Or when you think about someone and they call you or someone you haven't seen in a while. Or you start talking about a purple Lexus. And next thing you know, you're driving down 85 and you don't seen five purple Lexuses. That is your power. Or even relating it to Keanu Reeves. Oh I fucking God. spit you that guy's like, name out last week in a <laughs> podcast, and he was on Ellen this week. <laughs> yeah, I know, and you I like, mean, the universe fucking, is coming Yeah, for me. John Wick is out, and it came out, but it's like, wow, I fucked up right here, and the universe is like giving it to me. Here you go, bitch. There you go. There's Keanu. He is half Asian. <laughs> <laughs> he he considers himself a person of color. Yes, he does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's my big picture's thought is to understand your power and be a person who practices what you preach. Like implement that shit. Don't just say it. 
Right. You know, it's one thing to say it, but that shit in practice. I'm bad at that. Like I can give people really good advice that I might and that I should probably be doing myself. And people probably people have good intention. I mean, yeah, the intention is But you're is just good. reminding people that hey, you know, I'm just one of those. Be about if you speak about it, be about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a life coach, how's the life coach's life? You know, is the life coach living the life that you want to live? If you have a counselor, a therapist, how is the therapist's life? You really um, aren't supposed to learn much about your therapist. It shouldn't get that deep. But mm-hmm. does the therapist seem happy? Because you can pick that shit up. Right. You know? Yeah, you can. You, I'm just one of those people. How does your hairdresser, how does your hairstylist's hair look? If your hairstylist's hair is fucked up, you're not, uh, no, you're not fucking with me. Sorry. Right. You know, it's just that simple. It's kind of like having a fat trainer. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like if you go to the gym to get a trainer and you and some person that's like 50 pounds of weight comes out, you're going to be like, hmm. Right. I'm really paying for this shit? You're really about to teach me how to look good in six weeks and you look like- And you you're sh- going to tell me to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. Right. Feel the pain. Uh-huh. Sweat it out. Meanwhile, you've got Krispy Kreme donuts <laughs> and McDonald's in the back waiting for you because this session just took you the fuck out. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that I did. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, I get it. I get it. That's so, yeah, a good that's, picture. That's, that's yeah. my big picture thought. Um, and I want to give a congrats, huge congratulations. I'm such a proud, proud mom. My baby girl is graduating high school. My middle baby girl graduated college. My big girl bought a house a couple of months ago. Congratulations, Big things popping for my children, and it makes me feel so accomplished as a mother. So shout out to all my queens that I have raised doing big things. Continue, ladies. Continue in your power. Continue to manifest and be great. Mommy loves you infinitely. So till next week. Yeah. Rowan Joe Show. Hello. Deuces.